This is Ready Radio, preparing you to be ready for anything. Now, here's your survival guide for Ready Radio, John Rush. And it is that time. Ready Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for joining us. We appreciate it very much. I know I say that a lot, but I mean that. I really do. I appreciate each and every one of you, even though some at times may not always agree with what I say. Still appreciate you listening. Ready Radio, which hopefully in this case, this hour, are things that we can all agree upon, things that we need to do to be ready for the what-ifs of life. That's really what we say. So last week, we talked about the mental sides of being prepared and brought in really what happened on Maui and uh, that whole situation with the fire, brought that in as an example of that. Now, we've learned a lot of things that happened on Maui since and lots of finger-pointing going on. I'm not doing that today. That's not the purpose of this show. I have no dog in that fight either. There is a lot of fact-finding that will still be done, always is, when something like that happens, a certain event like that happens. And it's, again, I think, natural for people to have questions that they want answered. Locals, outside of the locals, and so on. I get it. I said during the week as well, though, that I think as conservatives, especially, we need to be extremely cautious of jumping to any kind of a conclusion, conspiracy. There's a lot of those floating around. Uh, Who's right? Who's wrong? Honestly, I don't know. I do know that the claims that fires don't do that, in other words, you know, showing different images and things that happened there, and, you know, one structure burned, the next one not, and so on, and just couldn't happen that way. It had to be something that was started, you know, lasers and ultra-high-powered weapons and this, that, and the other. Hogwash. Uh, that's utter hogwash. That part I do know for a fact is utter hogwash. How can I say that? Because I've been through one of these, where most haven't. I've been to uh, an area, a burn area, like that shortly thereafter. I mean, even when things were still smoldering, I've been there. I've seen the devastation. Not that I'm any way, shape, or form able to sympathize with the folks on Maui that lost everything. I I don't have that ability to sympathize because I didn't lose everything when our house burned down because it wasn't our main home. When it's your main home like some of the natives there, it's, it's a whole different deal. I also, and most of you don't know this, I've had a business that has had a fire in it and burned as well. Not like those there, not complete decimation, but I, I, I've been through now in my life two different fires. And for most people, they've never been through any. So do I feel like I can speak to this in a little bit more of an authoritative way than most, even most reporters have? Yes, I can because I've been through it. And I will tell you that I would venture to guess the majority of people commenting on what happened and the conspiracy theories that are out there floating around haven't been through anything like this, yet they're going to spread rumors. My point is, please don't do that. If you don't have physical, actual evidence to back up a claim, don't go there. I mean that sincerely. Don't go there. You're... You're not doing our side any, any good by doing that. You're not doing anybody any good by doing that, by the way. And, you know, there's all sorts of conversations about, you know, the government started this and it's a big land grab now by the government and blah, 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 blah. And it's all conspiracy. There's been no factual evidence of any of that. In fact, 
I read some things today, which I don't think are legal, where the government of Hawaii is going to do their very best. In fact, they're going to uh, put a moratorium on any land sale to anyone that's not from there. And I don't know what kind of a time frame they're looking at. Now, I don't know that that's even legal. They say they'll fight it in court if they have to. I don't think government can do that. I don't think that's legal. In their defense, they're trying to keep people that are devastated by a fire from selling their land now far too cheap, considering the trauma they've been through. And, and I understand that. But again, that is not government's place. It's not their place. It's not the proper role. So that's another discussion. I maybe get into that next week once I learn more about that. But that's a whole nother conversation. And that's not necessarily a ready radio thing other than when somebody goes through something like this. Yes, it is devastating physically, mentally, and sometimes it can even test your spirituality, which I'll get into today a little bit as well. So I understand that. And I do think those people that are there right now that are going to go through the aftermath, the insurance side, all of those claims, the potential help that will be there and so on, you have to go through each one of those piece by piece by piece, and it's a long process, and it's not easy. And yes, I've been through that twice in my life. And no, it is not easy. And this is part of the preparedness side as well, which I didn't get into last week. And I probably should have brought one of our insurance experts on with me today, but I've had enough of them on to where I can really speak. Again, I can speak to this one with authority as well. Make sure you have that dialed in on the front side. That is part of being prepared as well. Insurance. Having the proper insurance. Do you know you have enough coverage? Do you review it on a routine basis? Are all of the things that you have insured properly? Some of you out there have you know, coin collections, gun collections, jewelry, things like that. Are all of those insured properly? So if there's a total loss, that's what they call this, a total loss claim, are you going to be covered? And that's a question that I... No one can answer except for your agent and you. You have to get together with your agent and find out, am I covered? Do I have the proper coverage? And every insurance company does this a little bit differently, and you need to read the fine print. Some will give you just the coverage of the policy. Others will give you a cushion. Others will give you a code cushion. Some will go above, 125% above the stated value. I mean, again, you've got to look at your individual policy and know what it says and know that you're covered properly. And if not, make sure you have the proper coverage. This is, again, part of being prepared. Some folks that live in areas, I've got some clients even that I've coached along these lines. You may live in an area where you may or may not have to have flood insurance. In other words, you may be in an area where flood insurance is not required by the mortgage company, it's not a have to, but you may be close enough to a you know body of water to where you want to say, listen, you know what, I think I'll go ahead and buy the insurance. Because if you're not in an area that's, that's a uh, high predictor of flood, high risk for flood, the insurance is pretty cheap. And if you did then get flooded out, you'd have some insurance. Because in a lot of cases where... They're low-risk areas, and people don't get flood insurance, but then there's some kind of a flood and water damage. Those people are left to do that on their own because your regular insurance isn't going to cover that. 
Most insurance companies will only handle water damage inside your home if it's happened from inside the home. Pipe bursting, something along those lines. If it's come in from outside sources, you know, a flood, for example, they're typically not covering that. So, again, know your policy. Know what it says. Somebody did text me just today. I know who this is, but I won't give names out. But said, listen, you talked last week about the mental side. You've talked about the physical side, you know, how to be prepared, how to pack correctly, how to be in physical shape, all those different things. And then he's, th- this particular person said, lastly, why don't you talk about the spiritual side? And even though this isn't a spiritual show, this isn't a religious show, I, I, that's, that's a good idea. Are you ready for the what-ifs of life in that aspect? And, and a lot of people that listen to me would say, sure, yeah, John, I'm ready. Others would probably say, what are you talking about? Spiritually speaking, what, what do I need to be ready for there? Well, there's a lot of things that you need to be ready for on the spiritual side. And I'm, this, uh, this is not a theology show, so I'm not going to get into all the different details and the different theories that are out there when it comes to end times. That's not what I'm here for, and I'm not that, I'm not that guy at all. I'm not going to go down that path. I'm sort of a pan-theory guy anyways. It all pans out in the end. That's me. So don't ask me, do I believe in a tribulation, a pre, a post, a mid, all of that. I've got thoughts on it. I cannot back up any of those. By the way, neither can anybody else. They'll tell you they can, but really they can't because there's all different theories and interpretations on that. So anybody that comes out dogmatically and says, oh, this is exactly when it's going to be. No, they don't know. Sorry, they just don't know. I'm a pan end times guy. It pans out in the end. Just be prepared. That's my theory. Be prepared for whatever might come along physically, mentally, and then, of course, spiritually, i.e., do you know where you're going if you die? Do you have a faith? And there's only one faith that works, by the way. That's faith in Christ alone. His blood sacrifice on the cross that gets you to heaven, that's it. You can disagree with me again on that one as well, but that's it, folks. There is no other way. There's a lot of theories out there and a lot of people that will come to you and say that, oh, you know, just you know, work hard and be a good person and you'll make it. No, it doesn't work that way. Scripture is very clear on that. And yes, I believe in the Bible. So that, I'm also that guy. If you didn't know that by now, by listening to me all these years, I'm that guy. So not going to give you a Sunday school lesson today by any means, but I like that That suggestion earlier today on, you know, make sure people are ready across the board, physically, mentally, and spiritually. That's our bodies. If you didn't know that's how we're made, it is. We are a physical being. We have mental capacity, and there's a spiritual side to each and every one of us. It's a trinity, if you would. Again, much like the real trinity that we follow. I do, anyways. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. So we are a mimic, if you would, or a likeness of that. God said, I'm going to make man in my own image, and he did. And we are, in that way, like him. We are nowhere as close to being him, but we are like him in that manner. Why? Because he made us like him. So anyways, yes, thank you, by the way. That was a great suggestion, and it is something that all of you need to think about. Search inside. Are you ready? If something 
you know, major were to happen. I had a client today that I met with prior to coming here that found out just today that her brother passed away in his sleep. No, no problems, no health issues, no nothing. 62 years of age, died in his sleep. Folks, we never know what tomorrow holds. We live in the present, but we have no idea what's going to happen tomorrow. That's why it's important, it's imperative to be ready on that side of the aisle as well. So won't, won't belabor that anymore, but yeah, be ready. We were going to talk today about tools. I mentioned that last week. I did also, by the way, I mentioned this last week also. I got my book, No Grid Survival Projects. This is written by four people, Michael Major, Amber Robinson, Claude Davis, and James Walton. Now, this is a guide that's sort of put together in, I, I, I would kind of describe it as like an old Sears catalog format. It, pages even feel like a catalog more than they feel like a book. Now, it's full of pictures. And how-tos, and there's everything in here from, I'll just, thumb, I'll just thumb through here really quick, a DIY bicycle generator. So you can make a generator out of your bicycle. How to make black powder. Ammo for long-term storage. Uh, how to purify and desalinate water. There's really page after page. How to make drinkable water out of air. If you don't know how to do that, it's not as hard as you think. Most people don't. I do. These are just things that you learn, I guess, from being raised by a father like mine. You just learn some of these things. I mean, I, I was very lucky to be raised by somebody that made me very handy today. How to build an electro or hydroelectric generator. Again, there's a lot of things in here, and I think as time goes by, I may just start pulling out an item or two. There's really also one in here on how to protect your house using an EMP shield, which is one of our sponsors, your you can get an EMP shield with a discount by just going to ready-radio.com, click the EMP shield link, and there's a nice little discount for that as well. Uh, how to turn a car CB radio into a powerful transmitter. And by the way, you can pick up CB radios at times at, at secondhand stores pretty inexpensively because most people don't use them anymore. Anyways, there's lots of things in here. There is, I don't know how, I, I think I told you guys last week, there's like 200 and. 80-some pages, I think 288 pages of things, even on you know how to grow, how to use certain herbs as home remedies, all sorts of things. So I will do my best to pick some of these out as time goes by, and we'll just focus on an individual project, cover that maybe on a weekly basis. I'll still have our special guests and do different things along those lines as well. But if you want to get that book, No Grid survival projects, how to produce everything you need on your own property. That's the title of the book. And as I thumb through it, it's actually pretty good. It's short. It's concise. It doesn't get into a lot of nonsense. It's got pictures there to show you what to do. I mean, even as far as like, okay, how do you make your toilet bowl, you know, the, the tank, the toilet tank, how do you turn that into a wash basin? Things like that are in this book, which, again, we will get into as time goes by. So that's the name of the book. I did say last week that I wanted to get into tools, must-have tools. And one of you, thank, thank you, by the way, did my homework for me. I didn't have to do anything. They did. 
and sent me several different articles on must-have tools. Now, I've kind of got my own list, things I think everybody should have. And given that I'm a tool guy, technician by heart, auto technician by heart, yeah, I've got a fair amount of tools, probably more than most. Probably tools I don't need because I like tools. I'm a tool junkie. If there's a tool that looks really cool and I may only use it one or two times, I'll still acquire it just because I can have it. And I, I like tools. So I'll go through a few lists of things. I'm going to get going. I'll take a break here first so we can get into some of this. If you've got a question or comment, something you'd like to chime in about, feel free to do so. 303-477-5600. Don't forget, you can also text us something. 307-200-8222. 307-200-8222. And don't forget, when it comes to eyewear or your eye care, Stack Optical. I was talking to Alan this week on a couple of things. And whatever you need when it comes to eyewear, eye care, the exam itself, Alan would love to help you. He's got a great, inexpensive eye exam where they look at everything for your eye health. And then after that, whatever you need done when it comes to even customized eyewear, Alan can do that for you. Now, he has a lot of off-the-shelf frames and things like that as well. The difference between Alan and a lot of the other places where you may go to buy your eyewear is they'll make it for you. And they'll make sure that it fits in the first place. Alan's really good about, yeah, that's a great frame, but no, that's not going to fit your face. You may like it. it might, you may think it looks cool, but no, nah, that's not really going to help you see any better. Alan's also big on sunglasses and the right eyewear when it comes to that to make sure that you're protecting your eyes in bright light and so on so again whatever you need some of you that some of you folks out there listening that do specialized things where you may need specialized eyewear for welding contracting things like that alan can help you with all of that as well 303-321-1578 in such an uneasy and unpredictable time that we live in growing your own food is becoming a necessity Colorado Greenhouse Builders is a local family-owned and operated business that specializes in custom cedar greenhouses. Owners Jason and Annette have over 35 years of construction management experience and have built multi-million dollar greenhouse structures all over the country. Colorado Greenhouse Builders is one of the few companies that specializes in geothermal heating. Geothermal heating utilizes the sun's light and heat to create an amazing year-round growing opportunity. Their geothermal heating has proven to be a gardener's dream, even in our cold Colorado winters. They can provide a custom consultation that includes an evaluation of your site and then provide recommendations and a custom plan for all your growing needs. Call Colorado Greenhouse Builders at 720-539-9806 or find them at ready-radio.com. That's ready-radio.com. Summer hailstorms have returned with a bang, leaving roofs across the front range in need of repair or replacement. You need to know what options will be best for your home. Here at Roof Savers Colorado, we pride ourselves in helping homeowners maintain their roofs through hail or shine. We work with any insurance company to get your damaged roof the replacement it needs. However, if you are looking to get more life out of your current roof, we also offer a 100% plant-based rejuvenation treatment that gives new roof performance without all the new roof costs. With over 20 plus years of roofing experience, we believe in helping you determine the right solution for your situation and through every season. If you think your roof has been a victim of hail, 
Contact us to set up your free inspection and receive an honest evaluation about the condition of your roof. Call today at 303-710-6916. That's 303-710-6916. Or go to RoofSaversCO.com to keep a durable roof over your head. Do you know that your windshield is getting more expensive to replace? Most vehicles have options that help keep the vehicles from avoiding accidents or even keep it in the traffic lane. These windshields require more than just a replacement of the glass. They also require a calibration of the computer system to make sure everything is operational to the specifications the manufacturer set when the vehicle was built. You can't trust the traveling glass replacement shop to do these necessary calibrations as they require special equipment and in most cases an indoor shop to perform the calibration. We have two Novus locations that can replace your windshield and also do these calibrations. Novus Fort Collins and Novus Sterling. Both are fully equipped with the latest technology to service your vehicle properly. Find either location by going to any of our websites, ready-radio.com, drive-radio.com, or fixitradio.com. Just click on the Novus link. That's Novus Autoglass. Are you looking for a healthcare provider who truly cares about you and your well-being? Look no further than Castle Rock Cryo, IV and Integrative Healthcare, where Dr. Scott Faulkner is ready to provide you with top-notch care. Colorado raised since 1968, Dr. Scott is a board-certified internal medicine specialist, bringing decades of experience and expertise to the table. At Castle Rock Cryo, IV, and Integrative Healthcare, you'll experience a competent, friendly, and efficient staff that puts your comfort and care first. Dr. Scott is a true advocate of the latest advancements in healthcare. That's why he only uses umbilical-derived stem cells, which have been clinically proven to be the most potent stem cells available. Tired of waiting weeks for an appointment? Unlike other practices, Dr. Scott has the remarkable ability to see you in a matter of days. Don't wait any longer. Call Castle Rock Cryo IV and Integrative Healthcare at 303-663-6990 to schedule your appointment with Dr. Scott Faulkner today. All right, we are back. Ready Radio, KLZ 560. It's ready-radio.com is the website. Tools. We're going to get into some of the must-have tools. And if you want to add something to this list, as I go through this, feel free to call in 303-477-5600. This is a list, by the way, from Home Depot. comes from homedepot.com. Now, I'll add a few things to this, by the way, so I'm not going to use this as an exhaustive list, of course. They start off with a measuring tape. I, yeah, I can't argue that. You need a good tape measure. Why? If you're going to do anything at all, make anything, have a project, cut, lengthen, add to, subtract from, you name it, you need a tape measure. That simple. That's a must-have. And a good tape measure, by the way. If you're going to have you know, sort of an end-of-the-world scenario where you're going to be doing some projects on your own, you don't want some cheesy tape measure. You want a good, nice contractor, probably 25-foot, tape measure that literally will do everything you need it to do and withstand the rigors of working, not some flimsy seamstress tape. I mean, a real tape measure. Hammers, yeah. By the way, more than one. And hammers come in all shapes and sizes, everything from large, you know, sledgehammers, where even if you were going to split some wood and you, you know, you need to do a, a wedge and hammer the wedge into the log, Axes that have a hammer on the other end, 
claw hammers, ball peen hammers, every hammer is used for a different thing in it would be wise to have more than one, but you at least need one good, solid claw hammer, if nothing else. You can't pull a nail or drive a nail without one. Very difficult to do so. So, yes, a good hammer, and you can spend as little or as much on a hammer as you'd want. But I, and this is a statement, by the way, again, you know, for all tools. There's a few exceptions to this, although not many that I've seen in my life. When it comes to tools, you get what you pay for, literally. The higher the quality of the tool, the more it costs, the better it works, the longer it lasts. It's that simple. Quality tools cost money. Will cheap tools get you by? Let's just say this. End of the world scenario, and you're looking to get some things done, do I want to rely on a cheap tool? No. I, I want the good stuff. Now, some will say that, you know, there'll be lots of stores that won't have anybody there manning the store itself, and you'll be able to pick some of these things up out the back door if you would. But remember, those things will be gone within hours of a complete power outage because the looting and rioting and all of that will be heavy, and no, you won't pick anything up. Good luck. You might find some things, you know, in a complete, complete end-of-world type scenario to where 30% of the population is gone, you may find and stumble across some different tools, miscellaneous things that got left behind, but probably not, and here's why. Those that don't make it won't own tools. (laughs) Just being straight-up honest. The majority of those people are not going to be the kind that have tools and are handy they will be the first ones to go. So the ones that do make it will most likely have their own and will not be willing to give them up. So it's best you have these on your own on the front side. Now, some of these tools I feel you need to have no matter what. You don't even need it for an end-of-world setting. The two items I just mentioned, every house should have anyways. Even right now, today. Tape measure and a hammer, yes, those things are needed right now. Everybody needs that. In my opinion, more than one. The next on the list is, of course, screwdrivers. Yes, that's another one that folks should have. And again, more than one. I have an entire drawer of them in my toolbox. And then some. Why? Because there's all shapes and sizes. Straight, Phillips, short, long, different sizes of Phillips, different sizes of straight blade. You get the drift. One, It's not just, you know, I need a Phillips and a straight. No, there's a lot of different ones that feed into that. There's little micro screws if you're working on electronics. There's all sorts of things. And again, you'll find yourself having more than just one. But, you know, even a small variety kit when it comes to a screwdriver would be fine. Now, I'm also somebody that feels when you buy a screwdriver, given that you may be doing some electrical things and and doing some things along those lines, get one that has an insulated handle and no, not all are. So if you buy something, make sure it has an insulated handle so that if you're working on anything electrical, there's a wire that's live or something, you won't get shocked as long as you're holding on to the handle. People always get freaked out at that. You know, you're touching a live wire with a screwdriver. Well, yeah, I'm on the insulated handle part, and it's not going to bother me. It's insulated. That's why you buy it that way. The next one that goes along with this as well are pliers. Also buy insulated pliers for the same reason. 
There's pliers, by the way, that are made with no insulation. I have some of those. You don't want to touch a live wire with a non-insulated plier or you'll get a nice little jolt. You want insulated pliers. In fact, probably a good idea to have around the house what they call lineman pliers. And those are heavily insulated. They can do all sorts of different things. They've got a plier in. They've got a, a side cutter to them as well. They're very handy to have around. Fence, fence, post, fence, you know, fence pliers, line pliers, whatever you want to call them. Call them whatever you want. And there's even some fence pliers that have built-in hammers. So, you know, pick your poison. Decide what you want. Again, I'm one of those that has more than one set of pliers because there's more than one type of plier for uses. Another common one are wrenches, and a lot of folks have, you know, crescent wrenches where you can adjust them or an adjustable wrench, which I despise. There's only certain times those are good to use. Otherwise, those should stay in the toolbox and only come out on rare occasions. You should have the proper wrench for the proper job for the proper item that you're working on. The easiest way to round off a bolt and have a lot of problems is with an adjustable wrench. Use the proper wrench, the proper size, for what you're doing, which means you're going to need probably American and metric sizes depending upon what you're working on. Most everything today is metric, but not everything is metric. There are still standard size, you know, bolts and nuts out there that you need regular American wrenches, you know, half, nine sixteenths, five eighths, you get the drift. That was, by the way, how I learned fractions when I was a kid because I knew tools and I knew what all the little fractions on the tools meant, and I knew the sizes based upon what was in the toolbox, and it really helped me learn fractions when I was a kid. Side note. A good level? Yeah, a good level is, is good to have. I mean, again, that's one of those items that you should have around the house right now, period. But even as you're trying to build things down the road and, and do some things, a level is great to have in a lot of cases. A lot of different situations where a level is good to have. In fact, I think something that's kind of a must-have is also a, a a line level or a bubble level where you can you know stretch a string out and make sure that the string is level. You hook it on the string and make sure that it's level. It works way, way easier than a regular level that's mounted permanently in a fixture. Uh, this one goes without saying. We've talked about it a ton, but flashlights are something you should have. And again, I'm one of those where you should have more than one. And for a you know, EMP type, end of the world type scenario, you should have both. Some that would recharge and some that would just take regular batteries. Because you may not have power to power the rechargeable one and you'd need to have extra batteries for the battery driven one. A good utility knife, by the way, can be used for all sorts of things. Uh, cutting not only boxes, but you know the casings off of different things, carpet, you name it. A good utility knife, in fact, I would go as far as to say that even in your bug-out bag, a utility knife would be a good thing to have. All sorts of uses for it. A handful of nails and screws. Yeah, even, again, end-of-the-world scenario, yes, have some of those things on hand. You're not going to run to the hardware store if something major were to happen. Wire cutters, those are pliers that give you the ability to cut wire and strip the insulation off. And again, those come in a variety of shapes and sizes because they're not all created equal and you need to kind of know what that is the next one's a stud finder i'm not too worried about that end of the world scenario great you can have that now but 
That's not an end-of-the-world, in my opinion, tool. A good square? Yes. Again, if you're going to be building something, anything, a good square would be nice. You can square things up with a tape measure, but it's a whole lot easier just having a square. A sander? No, I wouldn't worry about that. End-of-the-world scenario, you wouldn't need. Cordless tools, same thing. No. If you want to buy that today to have in your toolbox now for things you're doing, which, again, yes, I have those, but as far as an end-of-the-world Scenario goes, uh, once you're out of power, you're out of power. Now, if you have ability to charge those some way, somehow, great. But keep in mind, the charger itself may or may not be good once an EMP hits. Those are things we don't know. If it's plugged in at the time of an EMP, it's probably gone. If it's unplugged, sitting in a drawer someplace, it may still be good, but it's hard to say. Uh, as far as where to keep all these tools, by the way, you heard me say earlier, toolbox, you need some sort of storage uh, device to put these items in. Could be as simple as a duffel bag, but any kind of a toolbox would be much nicer to have, by the way. So, yes, anything along those lines would be helpful. So you can do that however you'd like with a toolbox or bag or whatever. Somebody said, I sound like Tim the Toolman Taylor today. Thank you, by the way. Uh, Mickey said, uh, Torx, vice grips, tap and die set. Yeah, you know what, Mickey, good job. Uh, Torx are the star-shaped screws, which, if depending upon the screwdriver you have, you may be able to change the ends and still be able to use it that way. They make just regular Torx drivers as well. Vice grips, that goes without saying. It's like a plier that stays. Think of it that way. And yes, they're handy to have for lots of things. You can use those as a permanent type clamp. You can use it as a locking device. Vice grips can be used to keep your garage doors locked. All sorts of things you can do that way. And the tap and die set, if you don't know what that is, that's if you've got any kind of a hole that you need to put threads into or even chase threads that may already be there. That's what a tap and die set does. The tap is the inner part of the hole. The die would be for the bolt. So that's another one that would work really handy. Uh, yes, Mickey, thanks. Handsaws, hacksaws, those sorts of things. Hacksaws for metal. You can put a wood blade in a hacksaw as well, depending upon what you're trying to cut. And then, of course, handsaws. So when there's no power, you can still saw a board into. Yes, you'd want that as well. And files, yes, files for filing metal, filing wood. Again, there's multiple types of files. Thin, coarse, rough, rough, you know, thin, rough, uh, metal, wood. You name it. You you think of a file, they make it. Skinny, rounded, curved, you name it. But really, just a few straight files would work fine for what most people would have going on. John and Cheyenne, what's up? Hey, uh, I didn't hear you say it. Uh, hand drills. I didn't get to that yet, but I said I said that last oh, week. But yes, a hand drill would be very good, yes. Especially because yeah, you may not have power. Right. So there's two, the two kinds. There's the one that looks like... Uh, you know, it's got a gear on it, and you spin it real fast, and right. it fills a hole. And then there's the other what the carpenters used to call a brace. Where uh, what speed? I, 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 we used to call them speed wrenches. They make a drill much like a speed, speed wrench. wrench. Yeah, and they make a drill just like that. Yep. And you can put probably a three quarter inch drill bit in something that big because they make them uh, larger where you could drill a bigger hole if you had to. Right. And uh, since it's ready radio, I got to throw myself under the bus. Okay, let's so, hear it. Can, can I change the set? Sure. Not really change Sure, it. go ahead. So, 
you saw the pictures. We went backpacking for yep. a week yep. in Wind Rivers, right? So getting all my gear ready, and I got a medium-sized can of propane. You know, the for the single-burner stoves. You know what I'm talking right, about, right? Right, right, right. They had the small ones, the medium, and then you can go. Some of them were used. So I had a brand-new medium-sized can. In the past, that size can lasted me five, six, seven, eight days. I figured, well, four nights, so that mm-hmm. would be eight meals we have to cook. Ran out of gas. It went dry. Wow. On uh, Thursday night. Yeah. Wow. So I'm flipping out. I'm like, this should not happen. So I had to go out of my way and make a fire so we could heat water for dinner Thursday night. And we just had a cold breakfast on Friday. We were coming out anyway. So I go into there's this really great gear shop in Pinedale, and I go in and talk to the guy, and they're all backpackers and stuff, mm-hmm. and everybody said the same thing. That should not have happened. And I figured out why it happened. The, the fuel I picked up, and it was, I'm going to say the brand, it was MSR, which is a you know yeah. good outdoor gear with the seal on the top. It was for sale, on sale, for 4 bucks for the medium can, which is a great buy, at Sierra Trading Post. Okay. I'm thinking it was a second, and it wasn't fully mm. full, and that's why they had it as a discount. So maybe in the future you start weighing those. Exa- well, that uh, my wife reminded me that when she didn't have coffee on Friday morning multiple times. Ah, next time weigh <laughs> it, John. Next time weigh it. Yeah. But the other thing I was looking online, and it's just something to throw in, for, and it's for six ounces, which is really no weight. You can get one of those real small uh, emergency stoves that use the fuel tabs. You know, those like I'm not familiar with. Uh, no, I haven't seen one of those. You've never seen those? No. I'll, I'll shoot you a link. They're on Amazon, and they're tiny. They're, they weigh six ounces. It's a little metal thing. You put these little, like, blocks in and you could use it to heat water or cook or whatever i pocket I stove they call it pocket stove is that what it is something something i see it no that, I, yeah. okay i just looked it up i see it no i've i've no that's a new one on me thanks i did i hadn't seen that before great idea for a six and it come the They're one like five or six bucks is all right I, I the one i ordered was 10 okay and it came with 24 tabs or right. 24 fuel blocks not a bad idea just throw in Throwing your backpack is an emergency backup to your regular propane. Store. Great idea. Yeah, I like that. So, Great idea. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I felt like a dummy. Because <laughs> I didn't I, – would you ever think to take a brand-new fuel can and weigh it? No, I would fuel? not, John. Typically, you're, you, okay. typically you buy them, they're full, and it's a done deal. You don't think twice about it. Yeah. And, you know, after you've backpacked a while, you know how many meals you get out of it. Right. You know, and like we would say – Eight days, eight breakfast, eight dinner, because we never eat a hot lunch. So eight breakfasts and dinner. That medium can usually lasts like eight days out in the field. So mm-hmm. for a five day, five uh, four night five day, I figured a brand new can would be yeah. good. But oh man, was I not happy Thursday night? Have you and ever not? Because I've I've only done this a few times because they claim it's not the best of ideas. Do you fill those on your own? No. Okay. So you could you could buy. They sell. Uh, a fill valve yep. for like on Amazon, like yep. 15 bucks. I have I think one. It is. Uh, but you're supposed to use like for like. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like if you're using Primus, use Primus. If you're using MSR, MSR. If you're using Coleman, Coleman. And I always look, and then maybe this is what bit me in the butt. I always look for the cheaper one. Save a few bucks when mm. I can. Mm. If it's on sale. Well, 
Sierra Trading Post kind of bit me in the butt on that. But I found that the the Coleman ones at Walmart last just as good as the ones you get at a high-end gear store for about a, half the price. You're never going to live that one down running out. You know that, right? Oh, I'm, you know, at 62 <laughs> years old and 30, oh, going on 32 years of marriage, John, uh, yeah. That's hilarious. It, it ain't happening. That's hilarious. <laughs> I th- yeah, I thought you would find that. that is, well, that. you know what, though? In your defense, I wouldn't have waited either. Nobody would, but now I told a couple of people, and they all said the same thing. Wow, maybe I'll do that. Yeah, I, you what know I'm what? I never, I would have never thought about that till you just said that. What I'm going to do is never buy fuel at Sierra Trading Post. Well, um, yeah, okay, you got that. Somebody told me too that there's also <laughs> another great screwdriver for some of what we're talking about called a Yankee right. screwdriver. So that's another one. Okay. Oh yeah, the, the, have you ever seen that little electrician screwdriver uh-huh. that has that? speed brace on it where they can spin in those long screws by hand yes. if they have to. Yes. I wonder if one of those would be yes. worth it. To that would, work, that would be a good idea as the well. Other, yes, definitely. The other thing is for these hand tools, I know you hate it, but there's a lifetime warranty on hand tools that you buy at Sierra just like you would buy it. Uh, not Sierra, Harbor Freight, just like you would buy on it. Yeah, you know, some of their stuff, you know, I'm, I'm not totally against their their stuff, John, it, yeah. and I buy stuff there, so it just it depends on yeah. the item and what you're trying to accomplish at the end of the day. But if it's like for an emergency toolkit that you I might not I am not opposed use, to that. No, because and even just like you were saying, the toolbox or the tool bag, you probably save money just on a box or a bag there. Too. Correct. That's exactly right. Yeah, and, and the other thing I would tell you know, people, you know, a lot of people will go through, you know, backpacks and duffel bags or even the kids. You know, the kids are done with right. the end of the school year, so you're buying them a new backpack. Don't throw the old one away. Throw your tools and crap in it and use it for that. Because you, you never know when you're going to need an extra bag. Correct. Right? So don't don't throw if that old backpack bl- from last year away that your kid had. No. Throw some of this stuff in it. No. I, I, got, I upgraded my backpacking backpack last year, but I kept my old Osprey because there you go with it. Great idea. So, no, d- I mean, duffel bags come in handy for all sorts of little things. Yeah, the same thing. I'm going to upgrade my sleeping bag. Am I going to get it? Because the, the one I have, the, every time I get out of it, there's a cloud of feathers flying. You know what I mean? But yep. it's an old sleeping bag. That's all right. Kept me warm for a lot of years. But you know what? That's not to say I can't keep it in the house hanging up in a case of an emergency where maybe there's a couple of people here and we need a couple extra sleeping bags because there's no power. There you go. Um, little things like that. You know, now, of course, when I upgrade to the new one, nobody else will get to use that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> yeah. But, John, always good to talk to you. I just thought you'd find that story of the stove a little on the uh, No, I, I'll, <laughs> you know what? I'll remember that one from now on, too. Trust me. <laughs> yeah. And I hope other people heard it and do, too. Yeah. Good one. John, appreciate you. Right. Have a good one, man. Talk. Appreciate you very much. Have a great weekend. We'll be right back. Ready Radio, KLZ 560. Summer hailstorms have returned with a bang, leaving roofs across the front range in need of repair or replacement. You need to know what options will be best for your home. Here at Roof Savers Colorado, we pride ourselves in helping homeowners maintain their roofs through hail or shine. We work with any insurance company to get your damaged roof the replacement it needs. However, if you're looking to get more life out of your current roof, we also offer a 100% plant-based rejuvenation treatment that gives new roof performance without all the new roof costs. With over 20 plus years of roofing experience, 
We believe in helping you determine the right solution for your situation and through every season. If you think your roof has been a victim of hail, contact us to set up your free inspection and receive an honest evaluation about the condition of your roof. Call today at 303-710-6916. That's 303-710-6916. Or go to RoofSaversCO.com to keep a durable roof over your head. Do you know that your windshield is getting more expensive to replace? Most vehicles have options that help keep the vehicles from avoiding accidents or even keep it in the traffic lane. These windshields require more than just a replacement of the glass. They also require a calibration of the computer system to make sure everything is operational to the specifications the manufacturer set when the vehicle was built. You can't trust the traveling glass replacement shop to do these necessary calibrations as they require special equipment and in most cases an indoor shop to perform the calibration. We have two Novus locations that can replace your windshield and also do these calibrations. Novus Fort Collins and Novus Sterling. Both are fully equipped with the latest technology to service your vehicle properly. Find either location by going to any of our websites, ready-radio.com, drive-radio.com, or fixitradio.com. Just click on the Novus link. That's Novus Autoglass. Have you been thinking about a new pair of glasses? Maybe some prescription sunglasses? will look no further than Stack Optical. Since 1968, yes, you heard me right, since 1968, Stack Optical has been providing the most comprehensive quality ocular care for their patients. This family-owned business is proud to be one of the few optical offices that has their own on-site eyeglass production and eyeglass repair studio. Stack Optical, located at 2233 South Monaco Parkway, features the most extensive lines of eyeglass frames, sunglasses, and contact lenses to ensure that you love your appearance and experience superior comfort. Our comprehensive eye exams proactively diagnose eye conditions and diseases while providing the most accurate vision care. We welcome you to experience a lifetime of superior ocular care from doctors that are devoted to your eye health. Call now for your $69 eye exam, 303-321-1578. At Stack Optical, you'll see the difference. In such an uneasy and unpredictable time that we live in, growing your own food is becoming a necessity. Colorado Greenhouse Builders is a local family-owned and operated business that specializes in custom cedar greenhouses. Owners Jason and Annette have over 35 years of construction management experience and have built multi-million dollar greenhouse structures all over the country. Colorado Greenhouse Builders is one of the few companies that specializes in geothermal heating. Geothermal heating utilizes the sun's light and heat to create an amazing year-round growing opportunity. Their geothermal heating has proven to be a gardener's dream, even in our cold Colorado winters. They can provide a custom consultation that includes an evaluation of your site and then provide recommendations and a custom plan for all your growing needs. Call Colorado Greenhouse Builders at 720-539-9806 or find them at ready-radio.com. That's ready-radio.com. Are you looking for a health care provider who truly cares about you and your well-being? Look no further than Castle Rock Cryo, IV and Integrative Healthcare, where Dr. Scott Faulkner is ready to provide you with top-notch care. Colorado-raised since 1968, Dr. Scott is a board-certified internal medicine specialist, bringing decades of experience and expertise to the table. 
At Castle Rock Cryo, IV, and Integrative Healthcare, you'll experience a competent, friendly, and efficient staff that puts your comfort and care first. Dr. Scott is a true advocate of the latest advancements in healthcare. That's why he only uses umbilical-derived stem cells, which have been clinically proven to be the most potent stem cells available. Tired of waiting weeks for an appointment? Unlike other practices, Dr. Scott has the remarkable ability to see you in a matter of days. Don't wait any longer. Call Castle Rock Cryo IV and Integrative Healthcare at 303-663-6990 to schedule your appointment with Dr. Scott Faulkner today. All right, we are back. Ready Radio, KLZ 560. It's ready-radio.com. Live show today. I should have said that earlier. This is, of course, August the 18th. If you're listening to a replay show, you know what day it is. And we appreciate you all listening as well. Uh, Going on with our tool list, a crowbar. So what we mean by that is, and there's all sorts of now fancy crowbars that didn't used to exist, but they can be used for anything, you know, prying something apart, pulling a nail. There's all sorts of different, they call them wrecking bars, pry bars, whatever. Again, you know, whatever suits your fancy. A plunger, um, that's on my list, but I I don't know if, honestly, if you get to the point where we need a plunger on an end-of-the-world type scenario, um, I, I'm guessing that's probably not in our best interest. In fact, Levi... From Hi Fi Plumbing is joining me at the top of the hour at five, or sorry, at three for Rush to Reason. I'm going to actually ask Levi if, for a lot of you that are on sewer, could you, I'm guessing you could, put in some sort of a valve whereby if things start to back up from the sewer in, can you shut a valve off and stop the city sewer from backing up? And I don't know if he's even thought through this, but I think I'm going to ask him that here in just about 10 minutes or so and see what his thoughts are. Because I was thinking that may not be a bad thing to, for some of you, by the way, to add into what you have going on at your home. Most of you have either a crawl space or a basement where you could actually get in and do that. Now, I think personally, the other item I would want to have, and I think this is worth having in your own toolbox now, and they're not that hard to use, but we call it a DVOM or a digital volt ohm meter. There are so many uses for that, uh, and they make them that are digital. They make them that are analog, and what they will do is tell you if a particular wire has power or not, whether a device would have power or not, what's it putting out, what kind of, of, of voltage, and so on, and I think it's worth Having something else that most people have, but maybe not, is a ladder. Do you have the ability to get up on your roof, for example? Do you always rely on the roofer showing up with the ladder to get up there, or do you have the ability to get up on the roof yourself? And what I mean by that is, what if there's some damage to your roof, and you have to be the person to go throw a tarp or something up there? Do you have the ability to do so? Uh, the other thing I think that also should be in your toolbox is a good putty knife. Now, most people have these things for fixing, you know, different things around the house and, you know, stuff on the walls and so on. Uh, not a bad idea to have. I think also a good uh, socket and ratchet set is something else that folks need to have. 
again, something that needs to be in your toolbox as well. We've talked about the flashlight end of things as well. I would also, if we, and we'll talk to Levi in a moment, I would want to plug certain drains depending upon what happens, again, on an end-of-the-world scenario. Again, be thinking through that, and every one of you has a different scenario when it comes to your, your home and what's going on and so on. Good set of clamps also, by the way, and they can be used for all sorts of things. Clamps can be used to, uh, you know, clamps, by the way, they're, they're either the squeeze type or the screw type, and they can be used for all sorts of things. You can, you know, clamp certain things down. A good set of ratchet straps, by the way, a couple of packs of them, and they're very inexpensive. They can be used for all sorts of things as well when it comes to uh, even building structures and shelters and things like that. A good set of ratchet straps go a long way in those ends of things. We've talked about having some rope and things like that around. Those aren't necessarily tools, but things that you'd want to have as far as as um, you know, equipment goes, I guess you could say. Um, gear wrench end wrenches. Uh, Mickey's sending that. Yeah, you know what? Great. Uh, they're, they're all over the place. It's a good brand. Nothing wrong with those at all. Uh, they're a little handier at times to have than a regular end wrench. And yes, that, that is something I also would would want to have around. So screwdrivers, good pliers, a good crescent wrench, end wrenches, you know, basic hand tools to do certain things, not even around the house. But again, if you had sort of a you know, end of the world scenario, what do you do? The other thing that for, for most folks, and I'll be the first to tell you, I can't tell you the last time I changed a tire. Now, I can change one. I have no problem changing one. But do you know how to? Does your family know how to? I mean, each driver in your family, can they change a tire? Do they know what to do in the case of a flat tire? You know, how do they handle that? Something else that I think should be in this tool description as well is a good bottle jack. Some of you are saying, what's a bottle jack? They're the small hydraulic jacks. They can be used to lift different things. They can be used to pry, you know, they can be used to push against certain things, bend things, all sorts of things bottle jacks can be used for. Again, back to what uh, what what uh, John in Wyoming was talking about, Harbor Freight, you can buy typical fairly inexpensive bottle jacks. Again, you can buy them in all shapes, you know, all sizes, issues, and they're all in the same shape, but all different sizes of bottle jacks. And again, they can be used for all different types of things. The other thing I would throw into this midst, if you don't know what they are, is a come-along. Come-along is what we call a poor man's winch. And a come-along, again, is like a, a, it's a cable-operated ratchet strap. Think of it that way. And a good come-along would also be worth having out in your garage. Again, multiple uses. You can move things with it. Uh, several different things you can do with it. You can go look up some of the different hacks that are there when it comes to come-alongs, and they're very handy to have. And a good come-along, not some cheeseball Chinese one, but a good come-along that will last you for years. Along with that, a high-lift jack. If you don't know what a high-lift jack is, again, go look that one up. A high-lift jack can come in really handy with all sorts of things, including stretching fences, lifting up cars, you name it, very handy to have around. Dave and Thornton, you're next. Hey, John, one of those things that I was thinking about is, uh, you know, uh, a lot of these multi-tools, so like a Leatherman or a Gerber, yes. those kind of things. Good idea. Uh, quick thing just to keep on, on your hip yep. You know, yep. for small repairs. This I've got one. I, you know, it's funny you say that, Dave. I carry one in my briefcase that my computer is in on a daily basis just for that reason alone. Yeah. 
you know, it, it's amazing how much the, uh, just a quick tightening or loosening you you need to have done. Uh, and having that little tool right there is pretty handy. Another multi-tool that I, I uh, have myself is uh, something called a, a trucker's friend. And it's a combination like axe, hammer, and then in the middle section where the, the head is, it's got different sized uh, bolt openings along with uh, an emergency gas shutoff. Mm. So you can actually turn off uh, gas or you can open up a fire hydrant with this. And it's also on the, uh, the, the butt end of it, it's got a, a pry bar. Yep, uh, I know what you're talking about. Yep, I know exactly what you're talking about. Oh, they so work and great. And they make them different sizes, so you can get them down, you know, a one-foot size ones that you could throw in your, your trunk or the full three-foot length one, you know. For yeah, I mean, I, Dave, I, I mean, I think this is really one of those things where, and thank you, by the way, for mentioning those things. This is one of those areas where people really need to think, you know, out of the box, and it's like, okay, uh, you know, for example, Dave, I think the other thing somebody, you know, most people should have, and I know most people are going to look at me like, really, what are you going to use that for? A good pair of bolt cutters, Dave, a medium-sized pair of bolt cutters yeah. in an end-of-the-world scenario in the trunk of your car, you would be shocked at the things that you would find that it would actually help you with uh, if, in fact, something happened where you needed to get someplace. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of ingenious multi-use tools out there. You just, and, and it'll help save space. That's right. You know, if you if you want to. That's right. But another really big one I think of is uh, patch kits and adhesives. Ah, good one. So, yes. something to patch a tarp or yep. to patch uh, a coat, you know, a rain jacket, something like that. Agree. Little patch kits like that or for tires. And then, you know, just some regular construction adhesive. Yep. You know, Gorilla Glue or whatever yep. else to yep. make quick, uh, easy fixes. And, of course, always the big standby uh, duct tape. Got to have that. You know, that, that is yeah. one of those. And the good duct tape, by the way. Go ahead and buy the good stuff, yeah. guys. Gorilla makes yeah. a great duct tape, by the way, to your point, Dave. Buy some good duct tape and have that. Dave, i got to run. As always, thank you, by the way. A great addition to today. I appreciate it very much. If you're listening to a replay show again, thank you so much for doing that as well. You can always go to our website, ready-radio.com. Find all of our sponsors and partners there as well and use them and tell them you hear them on Ready Radio, if you would, please. That's it for today, KLZ Radio, and you can go to klzradio.com. and opinions expressed on KLZ 560 are those of the speaker, commentators, hosts, their guests, and callers. They are not necessarily the views and opinions of Crawford Broadcasting or KLZ Management, employees, associates, or advertisers. KLZ 560 is a Crawford Broadcasting God and Country station.